Oh, I could have. A lot of things uh, could have happened. We might not be here. We, we could have not been here. Right? Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I, I am clear that some of the behaviors that I exhibited were uh, were not the best uh, from an educator. And I, in my but, mind, they were good ideas when I was, when great, I was, but you, but you know what? I took a lot yeah. of, yeah. I love being consistent yeah, and showing up every day, never giving up. And I had multiple times in, in my career where I came into a school after the class had already run a teacher out, like run like four <laughs> or five teachers out. And then I showed up and I saved. And at the end of the year, this is my first year in Oakland, LPS, Castlemont campus. They already got rid of four teachers that year. (laughs) And by the end of the year, I'm not going to say her name, but she she put her arm around me and she does not touch anyone. (laughs) And she said, you know what, Mr. Matthew, you're all right. And that all right was the highest honor I could have ever received you know what? You're all right. You did mm. good. Wow. And Beautiful. And that was Beautiful. that was that was it, man. That was that was the work. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Alfredo Matthew III. This conversation is going to start off right away, real fast, and you're going to hear about some legacy of Alfredo and his family. You're going to hear, he may even be the fourth, um, but so far what he remembers is that he is the third. You know, maybe it was a time where people didn't keep track of who's the first, second, third, but like, where did that come from? Where did the numbering yourselves come from? You just get named after maybe your ancestors or your father or your someone in your family. We're going to talk about masks and feelings and ourselves. And, you know, Alfredo and I, our, our connection goes back a while when he first moved to the Bay Area, when we were part of Go Public Schools Fellowship, the first cohort of educators learning about how policy comes together? How do you build movements? Now, I was still kind of early in teaching, maybe five years at that point, four years at that point. But I remember those movement building tools. And ironically, today, I run a global movement called the Million Mask Movement. Now, uh, the the mobile movement is a part of what this podcast is, the mobile movement. What did I say? The global movement is a part of what we're talking about today. These masks that we ask people to make from all over the world, more than 30 countries have participated. Now, we don't have the kind of movement yet where we have people on the ground in those countries making masks other people, but the word is spreading. The collaborations are starting and the connections with people all over the world is growing. We thank you for being a part of this podcast. We hope that you will share this message with somebody. If you have not yet not yet made a mask yourself, we invite you to go do that. The new website is millionmask.org, millionmask.org. The 100K mask site will still work. So if you're already using that site and sharing it with people, keep sharing it, it will always work. But the new site for the Million Mask Movement is millionmask.org, and you can be a part of the Million Mask Movement right now, anonymously. Join the other thousands of people who have said, there's more to me than you can see. I have so many stories I want to tell you right now in this intro, but I'm going to let you get into this conversation and please stay tuned because we may have a bonus episode in a, you just look out for the bonus episode because I have a feeling that um, when we're at South by Southwest coming up pretty soon, and I don't know if you're going to hear this episode before South by Southwest or after, but we're going to be at South by Southwest EDU. We got a presentation, we have a booth in the expo, and we will be screening Beyond Men and Masculinity with the director, Alex Gabay. Stay tuned for what's coming to, to, to be a part of this work. And you can say, you know, you were a part of it way back then. Before they reached 100,000 masks, you were a part of it. You were listening to these conversations. And maybe you want to be a part of these conversations, too. We so appreciate you for all you do. And we look forward to connecting with you as we continue helping people all over the world realize that they are not alone. Have a great day, folks. Thanks for listening. Please share, like, subscribe, comment, whatever the ways you can engage 
please help us get the word out about this. And let, let me say this. Actually, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I do need to say this. I guess this is the, the, the benefit of being able to have a platform to say hello to people. More than ever, if you're watching the news, and if you're not watching the news, let me just tell you what's happening in the news. Our young people are calling out for help. Our young people are calling out for people to see them, hear them, take notice of them. We can't keep pretending like we don't hear them. Now, if you don't watch the news, you may not see this, which I, and sometimes I don't even want to be the fact that I watch it myself. But because I'm a part of this global movement and we're talking to people about masks, I am seeing it show up all over the world, all over the Bay Area, all over the country. Thank you for the work that you're doing. If you're working with youth, please keep supporting them. Please let us know how we can um, partner with you to help you help the young people navigate those emotional masks. Uh, we appreciate you and we look forward to you being a part of this journey with us. Uh, please enjoy today's episode with Alfredo Matthew III. Welcome to the Taking Out the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch and I'm really glad you've joined us. Uh, today's guest is Alfredo Matthew III. Uh, That's right. Preface that and I'm looking forward to learn more about that. Uh, we're so glad to have you on the show today. Welcome. Great to be here, Shanti. Uh, really happy to meet your community and see what this is all about. Man, I'm glad you're here. Listen, we want our guests to share the most pressing things. You know, the bio you may have, but I ultimately want you to share. Tell us about you. Tell us about yourself, and um, take a few minutes just to share who you know what you want people to know about you, and then you and I will jump into this mask work. Okay, cool. Well, since you brought up the third, wait one moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, this is exciting. This is not planned. So, because you want me to talk about stuff that I normally don't talk about, right? Well, this is your intro, so you can this, take this, go go where you ready to go. Bang! This right here is the best thing I've ever written in my life. When I was in the sixth grade, I wrote a biography of my grandfather, Alfredo Matthew I. I never met him. He died when I was a couple months old, but I interviewed my father and some of my, um, my uncles, my titis and my tios, and I learned about my grandfather. And I wrote this, and my parents were so proud that they typed it up. Actually, I typed it up because I took typing. and. My parents framed it, and I still have it with me. And so that is how I'll introduce myself, that I actually might be the fourth, Alfredo Matthew the fourth. My grandfather came from Bayamon, Puerto Rico, to New York in like 1927. And my grandmother met my grandmother in New York, in Spanish Harlem. They're actually cousins. And they... Um, and I guess back in the day, it was okay to marry a cousin. So that's something else that my family doesn't talk about that much. But I think in the spirit of taking off the mask, I'm going to talk about some things that I normally don't talk about because most people truthfully don't ask. Mm, thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for jumping in right there. And, and how amazing that... Uh... <laughs> you talked about the typewriter like that's so beautiful and i'm glad you still have that that's a great memory mm -hmm. and family i think is really important right i think for me i think grandfather when i think about grandfather like i'm named after my mom you know made up the first name but branch is my father's name but he died before i was born right so even just starting there with like you talk to your father about your grandfather like mm. my i lost my father and my grandfather in the same month literally three months before i was born so mm. three months before i was born my father and right before him his father had passed and so i lost two generations right before i showed up so mm. to hear that makes my heart really open and i'm and i'm glad that you had to do that and i think that i think sometimes we miss that connection and sometimes we talk about kids being raised by single parents i think in my community definitely here in oakland right like mm. people on the outside who may not get it, they can't understand, well, 
you just work hard and get through it, right? But the, it's an emotional thing. It's a it's a it's a lack of legacy being passed down to you sometimes. And not that you can't continue to live a great life without having those people in your life, but I think it's so beautiful. And when I hear the story, it, it really touches me. So well, thanks for sharing that. It's, it's even more than that, right? Because I lost my dad when I was 19. And so I got to have those conversations with my dad when I was a kid. When I, you know, I wasn't that curious. I, I mean, if I have my father, right, think about what we could ask our father yeah. as adults to another adult. Yeah. Like, I wish that I could ask my dad all kinds of things that I could have gotten his, uh, his approval all these different things so so much of everything that i've done in my life is to make my dad proud mm. oh right we do. right we just jump right in oh okay right in. okay okay yeah we well we're in it we're in there we <laughs> yeah when you say, say that sentence again please say that sentence again you please say that every again. just about everything i've done in my life mm has been to earn my father's approval. Man. Just about everything. I carry that. And I had my dad my first 19 years of life. Yeah, oh man. But I haven't had him the last, oh my God, 20, 29 years. Mm. I am, uh, <laughs> so, Okay, so my my middle school story of, of high school, of well, middle school, just growing up, I, I had a rough middle school. So if it wasn't for a teacher who kind of really helped me get back on track. Um, and what I had done up until that moment is I had used my father's death and him not being around as a, this thing that I was going to push myself to, like, be angry about it. Like, I was carrying this anger. Because in my community, being sad, you can't be sad. Nobody got room for mm -hmm. sadness. Nobody cares about your 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 worry, your doubts, your whatever. I was just supposed to deal with it. Yeah. And I remember when I turned it around is when I went from being angry that my father was gone, that I didn't have a father, like, being really jealous of other young men who get dropped off at school by their father or their father mm -hmm. goes on a field trip with us. I was like... I felt that loss, you know, that, that loss that I never had. It was almost like, mm -hmm. how do you can how can you miss something you never had? You can, you know, when people mm -hmm. <laughs> can you miss something you never get? Does a does a tree make a sound in the woods even though you can't see it? Oh, you can feel it, right? Mm -hmm. It's like something happens as a connection to to all these energy fields, right? And um, I changed my context from like how not to be angry that he was dead, but to like to want him when he's looking down at me to be like. I'm proud that's my son. That That's my mm. son right there. And I think when you said that, it was like, what? What? And it, mm. it was, and I'm, I'm clear that since I was, you know, 12 years old in middle school, having that conversation in detention and walking home that day, like when the things switched around, it was just a context switch from being angry of him mm. not being here and trying to want him to be proud of me, you know? It was a reframe. A reframe. How did you, how did you reframe something that was tragic, something that was hard, because I think not everyone knows how to reframe. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's the big question. I think, you know, when people, when you tell your bio or your story, it sounds really easy. Oh, I just went home that day and then I decided to change. And it and probably was a lot more happening in my 12-year-old brain at the time. I mean, I was living in a house with a, um, with my mom and her husband, her husband, who was a mean guy, who wasn't mm -hmm. kind, he wasn't nice. He actually, I don't even think he even liked us, me and my siblings. Mm -hmm. I, he loved his son, mm -hmm. and 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 that relationship was tenuous. Like I was excited the first when my mom was, my family was gonna get married. I was like, I'm gonna have a father. What's up? Yeah. And he was nice. He took me to wrestling before they got married, and as soon as the wedding happened, boom, it all switched. It was right. like a nightmare. Like what the heck happened? And I realized, oh, it's gonna this is gonna look different than I thought. You know, yeah. I got I got sucked into the to the bright lights of WWE, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the and the Oka Coliseum, and I thought, oh, my life is gonna be amazing. And then it was just a yeah. setup for a uh, for a, a tenuous and traumatic growing up. 
But I think what happened is I was looking for a father. A man came along. I thought it was going to be the father. He wasn't. And I'm like, wait, what happened? I thought it was about to start getting better. And I was still, before that, still really angry about my father. But I knew that, okay, now this man's not my father. So now I'm even more angry, okay? A, a father figure comes along who's the stepfather. My mom even thought I was supposed to call him daddy, right? But yeah. then you imagine, and he's not Father Lee. <laughs> he's not being a father to us. He's being a father to his son. And we're, 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 we're like watching it happen. But so I think what happened was is the context of that teacher saying, listen, Ashanti, this is what the, what the magic sentence she said to me. She said, listen, life doesn't give us what we want. Life gives us what we get. And we got to make the most out of it. And I was mm -hmm. like, and I was in detention, first of all. I didn't want to hear what she had to say. Second of yeah. all, I, I liked this teacher before this moment, third of all. And I was like, how are you going to make the most of a situation where you have no father and you have a guy in the house who's now an evil guy? And I was like, yeah. like what? Would, and I think it was just like more of like me asking myself questions. Not, being, not, not really wanting to be stuck. Like I was acting like I was dumb in school. And yeah. I, was, I was smart. And so I think that what happened was, what would my what would my dad what if my dad was here? I think more of the question like, what would you? Why are you not here? And I think when I'm looking for those answers, you know, I grew up in church. I look to, I believe in God, right? I'm like, why me? Why do I? And I think something was just like, he's he's watching you. I don't know. Maybe watch a movie where you know. I think that was around the season of Touched by an Angel. I think it was a TV show where there was like people looking down at people and watching them and like saying. I think uh, Della Reese was in one of these shows where they looked down and like, "Oh, I'm so proud of him. He's gotten so better." Right? They helped them through these little moments of making things better in their life, and then they look at after the end of the show and they're like, "Oh, so great." And I was like thinking, maybe my dad is watching me. Maybe he's watching me act like a fool in school, act like I'm dumb in school, and he's like, "What is he doing?" And I just started thinking. I don't like I said. I'm, I'm I'm trying to answer that question. Like, what was the switch? I don't really know. I just know that my context changed, and as I look back, I don't know. I remember just thinking, "How about I just try and make him proud instead of being mad that he's not here?" It was it was that reframe, but I don't know all the steps that took it to get it to in, in action. You know? Yeah. Well, ultimately. Life is pretty short. And, <laughs> For sure. Right? And you can be angry. You can stay stuck, as you said. Yeah. Or you can figure out your why, your purpose, right? What are the gifts that God gave you? And That's how right. do you make the most of them? And you seem to have, right? Because I've known you for about 10 years. Yeah. And since the moment... I met you up until today, right? Taking off the mask, like that's that's your purpose, right? Like you yeah. found your thing that you care about more than anything in this. You found what you you are living for what you would die for, right? Mm, and yeah. you are on that path and it gives you meaning. Yeah. And and you're doing it. And you know, I found a way to find my purpose and I love my life. And I'm doing it. And, you know, and, and and I wish and I want everyone find your purpose. What yeah. is that thing that want they want that makes you excited to get up in the morning and live? Yeah. And just do it for as long as you can. Well, man, maybe, 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 I mean, I think we're already in the show. Where as you know, this is not an interview. Yeah. So let's let's do these masks and I imagine the rest is gonna come out because I would love to hear what you're passionate about and what you're what you're what's got you alive. Cause I think that's what we all need. Right. We all need that space of like, man, the journey, looking at the journey, looking back, you like, you're probably like, why am I doing this thing? Why am I doing this thing? And then you look back and you're like, Oh, I know why I had to do that. I know why that happened to that happened to that. Like putting the dots together, looking back. Right. I oh yeah. Looking back, it makes sense. Yeah. Going through it, it doesn't always make sense. <laughs> like, yes. What am I doing here? Like what like yeah. like where we met. We met in this policy fellowship, right? At you know, go public schools, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm mm -hmm. like, I ain't trying to be no politician. Well, why am I not that it was trying to make you a politician, but I was like, well, this is a, we're, why am I we're, we're, we're trying to figure out teacher leadership and, and education <laughs> reform and you know, how do we how do we have more equitable schools and oh man and and, and that was in 2012 and we were both experienced educators. Yeah. By that point, right? I yeah. had been teaching for 12 years. You had probably yeah. been teaching about Ten. that time. Yeah. You know, 
like you had a previous career as an engineer, right? Like, I mean, like we were, we were men and we were doing this and we recognized the limitations of the system we were in and we took different pathways, but we left. That's right. That's right. And, and we, and we found a higher calling and we realized we're really good at what we do. Yeah. But we didn't fit inside the educational bureaucracy. That's right. And I think what I learned even with that with that program, every time we would meet and I would read these articles, I, I realized how much I knew and didn't know about how messed up it was, right? Mm. How messed up this is like when you read these things and you're like, What what's what's this? Right. And you're like, you just feel like the rush of like, is that why it was so hard to find you know all the things you were realizing as growing up because like you know i was growing up here right and i think when i thought about oh this is how the system is all messed up in this way right here in the small little town of I mean, oakland oakland, oakland oakland schools <laughs> oakland schools you i mean i know right you went to fremont high school right fremont high school, yeah. and, and you ended up being a teacher assistant principal there <laughs> right you did i mean oakland i mean i love oakland and Oakland is resilient. But when have the schools not been in crisis? When have they not been in crisis? How can, how can you have a community mm, mm, mm. where the schools, which are supposed to be the safe place, yeah. the place yeah. that yeah. addresses all of the inequities that are in society, right? Because that's, 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 that's what we were sold. We yeah. were sold yeah. that education is the and i know this in life <laughs> there's three ways to gain wealth yeah own the land yeah own a business yep get an education education yeah. is the thing that it once you once you have that it can never be taken away that's right you can lose that's the right. business you can lose the land once you have an education you just have that i mean like yeah. knowledge you just have it that's right yet I won't, right. I was only in Oakland for 12 years, right? I moved in, in 2009, crisis. Yeah. Yeah. But I came right from the South Bronx, crisis, yeah. right? It's yeah. like these systems are just in crisis. And it's a yeah. financial crisis, it's, it's, a, it's a teaching crisis. It's, and, yeah. and you can't, and you know, as an educator, you can't learn when you're in crisis. You can't learn when you're stressed. You're not. Your mind is, your heart is not open to learning, right? When, if your dad is, if your dad is gone and your stepdad is mean, yeah, who cares about world history and algebra? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right? Who cares about any of that? And who cares about any of those adults who think they are no more than me, right? Yeah. Like you, you know more about me about something I don't even care about. So stop talking to me, right? Like. I don't care about social yeah. studies and all the stuff you're talking about. So yeah. you don't know more than me about things that matter to me. Yeah. But you know what? As a teacher. That's right. I never, and I taught for 14 years, right? Yeah. That's yeah. something else we have in common. Yeah. We're educators. That's right. right? First and foremost, I love being an educator. I, I have no regrets of being a teacher and, and being with kids. All I tried to do was consistently be positive and give love and 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 a, a good structure yeah. every day yeah i yeah. knew that my lessons were not the greatest lessons that mm. they might not care about apartheid or they might not care about the holocaust i would try and make the lessons relevant and engaging yeah. but i knew they have other stuff going on but you know what i gre- mm-hmm. i greeted them at the door every day with a pound a smile and i could tell within that first greeting who is okay, who is not okay. And I learned not to push people's buttons. Don't piss kids off. Be, be on their side. Like, right. don't. But, you know, earlier on, of course, I had yeah. confrontations and I challenged and, and we're going to be high performing every single day. Man. 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 What I did not know. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, I can't wait. What, you know, we should have a talk. We should have a, a, a another episode. Where we talk about the time we push some kids' buttons because those oh, are some yeah. stories that will oh. last oh. a lifetime. 
because oh, I pushed something, goodness. even though I was pushing in some, I was like, oh, I'm about to push this one. Like, and boy, oh, yeah. oh boy. Oh. Boy, oh boy. My goodness. <laughs> See, oh, I could have. A lot of things uh, could have happened. We might not be here. We, we could have not been here. Right? Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I, I am clear that some of the behaviors that I exhibited were uh, – were not the best uh, from an educator, and I, <laughs> in my but, mind, they were good ideas when I was when great, I was. But you, but you know what? I took a lot yeah. of. Yeah. I love being consistent. Yeah. And showing up every day, never giving up. And I had multiple times in, in my career where I came into a school after the class had already run a teacher out, like run like four <laughs> or five teachers out, and then I showed up. And I stayed. Oh, and at the end man. of the year, this is my first yeah. year in Oakland, LPS, Castlemont campus. They oh, already got rid okay. of four teachers that year. Okay. <laughs> and by the end of the year, I'm not going to say her name. But, oh, she man. Back, but she put her arm around me and she does not touch anyone. <laughs> and she said, you know what, Mr. Matthew? You're all right. Oh, and that man. all right was the highest honor I could have ever received, you know what? You're all right. You did mm. good. Wow. And Beautiful. That, and that Beautiful. was that was that was it, man. That was that was the work. Oh man. So we're about to we're about to jump. See, I'm I'm gonna write a note right there because I think it, and this is probably connected to the mask, right? That we're gonna talk about. If if the highest honor a person can give another human is to say you're all right. I wonder what beliefs that person has about giving positive feedback and showing kindness with words and the, the fact that words have power from the negative side and the positive side. And I think that what we, what we know as educators, but also as, I, as I've seen is like, if if a person has to do so much to just get you to tell them they're all right, definitely we, let's talk about like not adults. I mean, but this is an adult situation, right? Where you recognize that this person didn't give out a lot of positivity, positive words, meaning to people. How many teachers get deflated before they get to all right? <laughs> Maybe they've been sucking for so long and they're just like, man, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm right. And I think that that is a lesson that we got to help adults realize too with kids. Kids should believe they're amazing because they're amazing. Mm. And when they do extra, they become like, like you are building your future amazing self right now. Like, and I think that oftentimes even teachers fall into that trap of holding back on positive feedback because they're not where they want them to be or they're not where they think they should be. But man, what have they been through? What's what's happened to them that we don't we can't see that we don't know and we sometimes a positive word is is what what I've had kids who I didn't think liked me but I gave my best to them and realized later they were like they really liked my class they didn't like math yeah. so much but they liked me and I'm like yeah. what you were always frowning at me. you know what I'm saying you, you know you had those kids who gave you trouble every day and then graduation. Thank you, Mr. Branch. I really appreciate you, man. You were the best teacher, right? <laughs> they wait until graduation to show appreciation. And then, right? And then they're out, out in the world. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I have learned is that we're all motivated by progress. Mm. We need to see progress. And the first yeah. book I read this year is called The Gap and the Game. It's just one of those kind of like high performance mm. books, whatever. The and it gap and the gain. The gap and the gain. I'm going to talk okay. about a couple books today. Gap, but, but it talks about reframing things rather than thinking about what you don't have, what the gap is between who I am today and who I want to be. Think mm. about your gain. Mm. Focus on your gain. You know what? I got up this morning. I got yeah. dressed and I yeah. showed up to school. That's a game because mm. some other people don't even have the motivation to get up and go to school or some other people don't have a home or some other mm. people didn't have breakfast or don't have toothpaste. 
Ooh-wee. Right? Ooh-wee. And it's like, think about all the things, right? Like you could think, and I know, right, you're a very ambitious guy. You want to do what, like 10 million masks? <laughs> one, at least one. At least one. We're starting with one. But I mean, like, but I mean, like, you have this like big vision. That's right. That's right. But think about how far you've come in the last ten years. Mm-hmm. And how do we, how do we get motivated based on yeah. our progress, as small as that progress may be? Oh man. Oh man. Oh, okay. All right. Well. Th- <laughs> okay how far we've come and i and, this is going to be on the back of my mask and i think it's already here right now so let's do this let's jump in because i i want to talk about that and i think how far i have come and like oh, all right so here's how it works and i think this is gonna be good the reason i'm the reason i'm like speechless because i'm like am i gonna this is the, the back of my mask whether you know it or not like when i don't often give myself credit for how far I have come. Mm. My mind is always like where I am now and how far it is where I'm trying to get. It's mm. almost never given any credit to the part that the journey that has been up to this moment. Right. And I think that's a detriment. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Right. It's mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a source of, so I appreciate you bringing it because it's already coming there. So the way the look, let's do it like this. Uh, you get to decide who goes first. And and we'll we'll share a mask, and I imagine it's going to loop back to that because it's going to be it's on the back of my mask already. So, well, well, you share because I've never made a mask before. I don't. Okay. I mean, I know you. I mean, I know that I just have <laughs> I have a I have a list. I know what's on my face, and I know what's on my back. But okay. I want to see. I want to hear your mask. I want to see your mask. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll show the. I'll do the front first. You want, you want me to go front and the, front and back, or you want me to go? No, let's just, let's just do front front front. And okay. Just, and be kind to me because yeah. I'm a, I'm a newbie. So right. <laughs> so be kind. But let me oh, hear. Oh man, you're a teacher. You you you. I think you're an expert already. Let let's. So the front. Here's uh. Here's what I here's what I created. I created that. Uh, it's a piece of. Well, it's just that's the mask I created basically. And here are the words, I wrote serious caring and i was gonna write another one and i left a blank and i put dedicated serious caring and dedicated and i think if i was gonna like add another the reason i had a blank there is because i put serious and caring to connect it because oftentimes the serious part of me is shows up first like i want to get stuff done i got things i want to do i got goals i got like big visions and as much as, but underneath it is caring for my community, caring for youth, caring for people, like wanting this this mission to help others, right? Um, and so it's really deeply connected. The serious part is connected to the caring. And oftentimes people, they can miss the caring because it's it's it's, it's underneath the serious part of me. Like, and I don't, mm-hmm. um, and so I would say, I, I think I, I really, I think I'm funny. I don't. Maybe my jokes aren't funny, but I think I'm funny, and so I would. <laughs> so I would also write funny. So uh, I definitely like to laugh. So I don't know if, if I'm funny, but I like to show that I that I that I I enjoy yeah. laughing. I enjoy uh, feeling lighthearted around things and dedicated. I'm dedicated to this work. I'm dedicated. Yeah. To this dream. Um. And uh. Yeah. I'll I'll share, share one thing about the dedicated part, and it's actually. It's part of it connects to the back too. Um, but um, I have a young man who I know who's um, in, incarcerated, and um, I got locked out of the system to be able to write him on this app that they have called um, JPay, right? Um, and I hadn't written him for almost a year, and I didn't realize it had been that long. But I had tried to figure out how to get my password back and all this stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway, I opened an email from him that he wrote several months ago, and he was like. Hey, you know, you asked me what I write a piece for your book. You know, what do you want me to write about? And I realized that I am probably no further along on the book in my mind than I was a year ago when I asked him, because I hadn't talked to him in over a year, but he was reminding me of it. And I was like, I felt so, I felt kind of embarrassed, right? I was like, I'm dedicated to this thing of this dream and this goal of building this organization. 
and oftentimes the, the 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 difficult part in that is that uh i'm not as dedicated to my own dreams and goals it, it sounds a little it sounds hard to, to describe because ever forward is this this dream but i think my own personal projects because it feels like i'm being selfish it feels like i'm so anyway, that's coming toward the back, but I'll stop there because that's the front. That's the things I gladly let people see. So let me just go there. <laughs> so I will say we don't know each other that well, right? <laughs> I run right. into you in the Costco parking lot, see you at Eugene's 40th Backyard Bash, Yep. you know, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll see you around at the educator things every once in a while. That's right. But I have been following you, right? And you've been following mm. me. We've been, you know, we, we, we circle each other. We, <laughs> we exchange the note. You give me, you know, you, oh, that's great, man. I'm so proud of you, right? Like you just, we, we know what each other is up to. We have common friends. Yeah. But without seeing your back, I already know how much you are invested in Ever Forward. Right, adelante siempre. Siempre. And how hard it is for you to separate ever forward from Ashanti Branch. Oh boy! And how much you give to yeah. that, yeah. And how little you yeah. give to yourself, because this yep. child, <laughs> ever forward, <laughs> is your life. Man, I know. Yeah. Yep. I know, and yeah. as a, and as a parent, uh, when when my daughter was born, the doctor, you know, because you know we weren't sleeping, or whatever, and you know went into Kaiser, right, Kaiser Oakland, yeah. And the doctor was like, we were complaining, this black, like, it's not about you anymore. <laughs> like this is no, you can't complain. <laughs> it's not about you anymore, mm. and. Your child does not need to be your birth child. Like you can give birth to a movement. Yeah. You can give yeah. birth to uh, your purpose. Your yeah. purpose is your child. So yeah. you found your purpose. But Ashanti, we got it. We all have bodies. Yeah. And we all we all live in vessels. That's right. And we need and 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 your purpose is not going to get fulfilled during this lifetime. No one is going to end anything. Yeah. And no one's going to end racism, poverty, injustice, yeah. like loneliness, fear. Yeah. It's the human condition. Yeah. So you got to take care of yourself. And, and our organizations mm. are not necessarily going to outlast us. Yeah. Or they can outlast us. But I mean, how many organizations or companies have been around for a thousand years? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> a few religions. Man. Yeah. So yeah. so life is impermanent. That's right. That's right. And and that doesn't right. mean that we're not important or what we mm. contribute to life is not important. The institutions right. we create are not gonna live forever. But the mm. energy, and you spoke about this, the energy, the way we live, yeah, this will live on forever. Right? Yeah. And how you how that energy gets passed along to others who pick up the torch and then do it in yeah. their life and then do it in their life and how it, how it ripples you know that's the that's the goal that it ripples out yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. okay all right well that was the front that was the front now your turn I didn't draw an image but oh I'll, don't worry do about it, it. Like don't this. worry you can barely see it but I am a what people see okay hustler dreamer mm. and competent okay and i could have said dedicated but i said competent and i said hustler one because i'm from new york mm. and i feel like new york gave me my hustle like mm. i'm used to fast paced i'm used to a mile a minute and that i love that about teaching right in teaching you're making a decision every five seconds who do you respond to who do you not respond to someone's at the door kids got to go to the nurse but you're teaching this lesson you're getting someone focused on the chromebook over here you're thinking through all right how much time is on the clock 
where at this point of the lesson, oh, wait, she's, you know, she, oh man, she's on her cell phone, right? It's so like you're doing all this stuff. But I love, I love being with people and I love that hustle. And I recognize when I left teaching and I went into the nonprofit world and now as a business owner, I love it. Like, this is not hard. Like, I love fast pace and moving. Mm. Um, and some of that. And then the other part is dreamer. Ooh, I've been man. a dreamer my whole life. Yeah. And um, and I have big dreams. And and I and you know, and it's and it's ambition. Yeah. Right? It's it's yeah. in dreams. It's it's for the community. It's it's for like how I want to see the world. Mm. And I want to make those dreams real. I don't want them to stay dreams. I want to like pull them down to earth and like operationalize them, which yeah. is why I love entrepreneurship and business because yeah. it's taking a vision and it's taking yeah. values and a mission and it's creating a product or a service that adds value that people pay for. And it's this exchange of value. And so my last, my last one is mm. confidence. Like I like getting things done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like what I'm working on right after this call <laughs> is I've got to go focus on like, you know, my 30, 60, 90. Right. For mm. this thing, I've, I've got my strategic plan. Right. We have our strategic plan. I've got my part of it. I need to articulate. Here's the big objective. Yeah. What are the smaller goals? What are the tasks? And like keep people informed what I'm really working on, making mm. sure I'm prioritizing the most important things. And I would, I just want to get a lot done. That's powerful. 30, 60, 90. I, I've not done that in a long time. I've not done one of those. I think that's a, a very valuable. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that. I'm going to, mm. yeah, I just, that's a nugget. I'm going to work, I'm going to work on this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Well, that's the front. Mm. That's the front. That, that's the things we yeah. gladly let people see, right? And now we talk about the back. The back is sometimes very different than the front. And so um, here's my back. The back, fear of failure, sadness, and not enough. And uh, I think I'm gonna focus, I think the not enough and the fear of failure are connected, but I think connected to what, we were, what you said earlier, like how far we've come from, like that gap, right? Like where, mm -hmm. I, where I am, like the, the, they said the gift, the, um, the gap in the game, like, yeah. like who I am versus who I want to be and the gap in between. And I think that I, I actually am always like right there between where I am and where I want to be. And it always seemed like I'm the goal is I like keeps moving. Right. I, I moved the goal. Listen, during the pandemic, we went from the hundred thousand mask challenge, which, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were getting, we were getting close and some brilliant, part of my brain said, you know what? We should be at a, we should be going for a million. Yeah. So as I get close to a hundred thousand, like we were at 50 around that time, I then move it out 10 times, 10 hundred thousand, 10 times. And then I look back and like, how are we going to do that? I don't really know. But I'm, I think that the part of me is like, it's exciting to do. Like when you talk about being, being like being a hustler, like going after it, like I'm, I'm hungry for it. Right. But also sometimes I'm like, you were all, you were so close to the goal. Like, why did, why would you move the goal away from yourself intentionally? And, uh, but I think that's part of the, the, the feel sometimes is that I often don't look back. I mean, we're at 60,000 right now. Like I want to be already at a million. And I think sometimes I miss the journey because I get stuck in the, in the final goal. Um, and I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm getting better at it. But I think that is part of my goal is like, what do we want to accomplish? Like, you know, I told the team, I want to have a, we should have a million this year. That That's, that, that's, what is, that's a, what, what, what is the impact of a million? <laughs> Tell me what the impact is. Well, the, I think the impact for me, I mean, it's a beautiful number, right? That aside, for me, it's the impact of how many people have come to a place of recognizing that there's so much more to them than people can see. And there's so much more to other people than they can see just by looking at them. I think that oftentimes we get judged or we judge people. We only we don't know their story. We don't know what's of going course. on behind the scenes. Of and I think the, the impact is just more people recognizing. I think it hopefully builds more empathy and more kindness and more care 
I think we need more of that in the world, right? So I, yeah, yeah. So that's the impact I want to have by by helping people through that process, by making this mask and recognizing, oh yeah, I have a mask and maybe people around me also and beginning to have deeper conversations like this. Like why? Yeah. Well, we've known each other for 10 years, but we haven't, like I didn't know, I didn't know about the letter you wrote about your grandfather. And not, not that that would be in any random conversation, but like, that's a cool story, right? Like, yeah. But imagine how quickly I learned about it today in like five minutes. I learned mm-hmm. about that story. And I think that's what I'm talking about. Because, with because you created the space. That's right. And you invited me to do that. So I didn't give you my bio. I didn't list off my accomplishments. You said, really, you could do I just want to know who you really are. And no one really cares who I really am because I'm talking to people all day long and we're just talking about to-do lists. People look at me, most people look at me, right? Most people hit me up on LinkedIn because they want something, right? That's (laughs) most, you know, I mean, I work with the same people every day. And but and we have real love for each other, right? As yeah. as adults now, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it's it's your family, yeah, and it's your work family. That's right. That's who and that's who cares about you because, yeah. like, I like you know, my friends are all over the country doing different things. People are busy. I rarely get to see friends, even you know, people I love like Alfred. Yeah. Never see that guy. You know what I mean? But it's like <laughs> the people I love. I never. We're just a, we're busy adults. So it's the people I work with mm. and it's my, my immediate family. That's right. That's who I have. But it's like most people, it's just very surface. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's fine. Like we can't go there deep, but you created a space yeah. where yeah. you said, you know, I know what you're showing me is not all that you are. And and, I, and, I've, and I have a place of love as a plot of a place of connection not at a place of judging right yeah a place of, like 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 oh if i reveal something then you can be like yeah i thought so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> none of that none of that yeah the, most more of the idea that yeah man how deeply connected i am to that joy that you shared about that story that Oh yeah. Like those things of like connecting. Right. And I think that we have more of that and we need more of that as a teacher, as educators, as people who are maybe teaching in different ways, when you're leading, there's some teaching in there. Right. But knowing that people don't care how much, you know, usually until they, you know, know how much you care. Right. And I think that, 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 that that statement shows up so many times in, in the work, you know? And so, Thank you, brother. That's the back of me. Our backs are very similar. Okay, okay, okay. We 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 got two out of three. Okay. Wow. All right. Oh. I got um, I got oh. undervalued. Mm. I meaning I undervalue myself. Fear of failure, mm. and I have. Chip on my shoulder. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. What was your third one? Oh, I had a, a fear, sadness, uh, fear of failure, and not enough. Not enough. So that yeah. not enough. That's that's that chip on my shoulder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Right. Like I'm not a sad person. Like I'm like I've hit rock bottom in my life, and I've got like like we all have like a natural equilibrium. I'm like a seven. I'm like optimistic. I'm a seven. Like, punch me in the face. I'm going to fall down. I'm going to be sick. But then I'm going to go right back to a seven. Yeah. Yeah. But I have undervalued myself for most of my life. Mm. I never thought I was good enough. When I was a kid, I stuttered. I, you know, they wanted to put me in special ed. My parents said, fought for me to, you know, not get removed from the classroom. And, you know, I just, I was a daydreamer. I could not do the academics. Like, you know, I was in the lowest reading, the lowest math, like all elementary school. And then, you know, sometime, sometime in middle school, things just kind of clicked. Yeah. But I always 
felt like I wasn't good enough. And then losing my dad, and my dad was a very successful guy. Like my dad was, uh, he was, he was larger than life. You know, he came from, you know, nothing, right? Spanish Harlem was a, a superintendent, first Puerto Rican superintendent in New York City schools. So imagine going into being an educator in the South Bronx yeah. and your father who died was a former superintendent wow. in the Bronx. Wow, wow. And I was trying to like step into his shoes and I was trying to make him proud. And all I could feel was I'm never going to be as great as my dad. Yeah. New York is a very heavy place. Yeah. And he and he was taken from us very suddenly, never had a chance to say goodbye, right? And so yeah. there was like a tragedy at, at the end of his life. So I walk around, right? Am I am I going to make him proud all these things? Yeah. And I also am like this this whole world yeah is BS. Because I'm like, the people who are up here, Yeah, what did they do to get up there? Are they yeah. really, like, is this really a meritocracy? Are they really the best? Is Jeff Bezos really the best business person who's ever been alive, right, Mark yeah. Zuckerberg? Or is, are they, you know, is this a monopoly? Are they cheating us all out of opportunity, mm. right? Yeah. And I, because I know our schools are not functioning well. They're not equal. They're, you know, there's no meritocracy in the schools. Yeah. And so I just have my this chip on my shoulder. It's like, why do some families make it? Why do some families not? Yeah. Yeah. Why do I have some family members who make it? Why do I have some family members that do not? Yeah. Is it just hard work and pulling yourself by the right? And yeah. so, so I've got this chip on my shoulder. And I also have this fear that maybe I'm not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. Mm, thank you for sharing that. I, I've, mm, thank you for the work. Thank you for the work and for the passion and for the passion to keep going forward. Even when you're feeling those moments of, of like, can I get through? Can I do this? Can I do this? And I think I am. Um, <clears throat> I appreciate you. Thank you, man. I appreciate you for being in this conversation. I appreciate you for being willing to share some of your story. I think one of the things we, at this point, like I, and I think we see this a lot, but I, right now, like the fact that since 2011, 12, when we met, like, like I, I saw the fire in you. I was like, man, man, I had to, I had to have my A game when I went into class. I'm like, <laughs> Anytime I showed up a little late, you know, coming, I'm like, oh, you over there, you got your no. I was like, like you, you, like I, I, I felt the fire in you that was, like I could feel it, like I could feel it from across the table, like you know what I'm saying, and mm. and so I'm mm. glad that we've you know stayed you know connected in the in the peripheries, but I'm I hope that this next season is allows as you're in this entrepreneurial role and doing your work that it allows us to continue connecting in meaningful ways, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I admire and respect you. I, I know a little bit of your journey. Now I know it a little bit more, yeah. but I know, right? I mean, right? We ran into each other at the battery, right? <laughs> when you made that pitch, right? And it was like, you know, in life, we're going to keep circling around each other, right? right? We're going we're gonna to see each other in That's different right. stages of life because we're in different industries yeah. per se, but we have a lot of commonalities and I'm just going to continue to support in any way I can. And, um, and I just really appreciate this opportunity to have this conversation because I don't know, like no one, truthfully, no one really asks. Man. Well, that's you our know? work. And I imagine you see that with the entrepreneurs you work with too, you know, one, one thing I would like to, you know, as we as we close up, uh, I want to make sure that people can find you and 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 you know the ways that you want them to find you. Uh, what 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 are you up to? Like, what? How can people follow the work that you're up to? I know you you talked about working with entrepreneurs, but uh, um, you know, I don't know how much you want to say about that, but definitely want to make sure people can reach out and follow you. So, can you say a little bit about that as much as you're able? 
Yes. So I would say if anyone wants to start a business, if you and, and, and one out of two adults is going to start a business in their life, right? Entrepreneurship truly is the way to have autonomy and freedom, to create value. Unfortunately, not everyone, it's easy to start a business, it's very difficult to create a profitable business. And so uh, I'm a co-founder and a partner at ESO Ventures, and we're in the business of building great entrepreneurs and helping sole proprietors, basically a business of one person, become employer enterprises. And we started that work in East Oakland, yeah. right, with my two partners, Ben Wanzo, Martha Hernandez, and we started it about 18 months ago, and it just took off. I mean, it like, like a rocket. Yeah. And it's just because right people, right place, the right moment yeah. for, and, and our focus is black and brown entrepreneurs. Our focus is Latino and black entrepreneurship. How do we help? And it's not just tech focus. If you've got a dream, you want to be an entrepreneur, yeah. get that like incubator experience, get that community, get that accountability, work on your fundamentals. Yeah. And we got funding from the state of California to provide that first investment. So we're able to make an investment through the nice. ESO Capital and the Community Fund, five k to $30,000 in an entrepreneur at the beginning of their journey to get that business off the ground. Man. It's that's a dream. fantastic. That's it's fantastic. And I think that that's, I imagine any of you out there who are in that realm, like thinking about starting your own thing, you've been dreaming about it. You've been like, okay, 2022 is going to be the year. Hey, when you get, reach out. Mm -hmm. Will you tell ESO them the website Ventures. that they can find you? Where's yep. the website? www.eso-ventures.com. Okay. You can find me on LinkedIn, Alfredo Matthew. Um, Alfredo at eso-ventures.com. Like literally, I, I respect people who take the steps forward. Yeah. Right now, let's say 100 people hear that. Yeah. And, oh, man, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to do this. Out of 100... 20 people will say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to reach out. Yep. Out of those 20, maybe five will actually do something. <laughs> I might just wait. <laughs> I'm going to wait because I want to know the one or two people who are not, who are going to make me respond. And literally, if you respond and we have a conversation and you show that you have the fire, yeah. I'll give you my number. We'll start texting. Yeah. And literally, if you're hungry, I have the food for you. I have mm -hmm. money. I've got coaches, I've got incubators, like, and we're doing it with the community colleges. We've got the city of Oakland, we've got the state of California. We're building an infrastructure That's right. to help entrepreneurs. Let's do it. Let's, I'm so, I'm proud of you, brother. Thank you, thank you for that work. Thank you for what you're doing for folks in the community and for people who have a dream, who may not have had people who set the, set the, the road for them, but they're digging their own road. So thank you for mm -hmm. that. And listen, we'll put all the, those um, contact spots in the in the show notes. And uh, man, cool. I'm so glad we got to have this conversation. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for being a part of the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Ashanti, a pleasure. Thank you, brother. Eu sou melhor. Eu sou melhor. Você é melhor. Você está tudo joia. Tudo joia. That's for those that don't know. That's Portuguese. Total joy. Total joy is what I feel right now. I'm finishing this conversation. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Be well. Take and care. folks, if you want to make a mask out there, you can do that at 100kmasks.com. And we look forward to you being a part of the movement to help people around the world realize that they're not alone. See you soon. Taking Off The Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Editing, videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. 
I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast. As we hit this one year anniversary, we hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask experience. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe, and share. And we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter. Take care. See you soon.